0: You know what? I flunked the 10th grade. I flunked the 10th grade really solidly. And yet, by being sober and practicing one day at a time and persistence, I received my doctorate. And I got it when I was over 50. So I share that at meetings to let people know that we can do anything sober, anything. That to me is just amazing.
1: I heard it through the grapevine. Welcome. It's the AA Grapevine Half Hour Variety Hour featuring the collective voices of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm Don, an alcoholic in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey,
2: everybody. I'm Sam, an alcoholic in Palm Springs, California. Howdy, Don. (laughs)
1: Howdy, Sam. Woo, Sam. It's Halloween. Yay. Yeah. Before I quit drinking, it was my favorite holiday because I got to get bleepity bleep faced. <gasps> we'll bleepity bleep it <laughs> while pretending to be somebody else. What are you pretending to be this year? I am pretending to be a sober, productive member of society. ha <laughs> ha! I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing this <laughs> year I'm gonna pretend like I'm sober and productive <laughs> May, act as if Sam <laughs> I've been doing that for a while Don <laughs> that's the way to get sober is act you know, I keep as on saying if I'm
2: not good. an actor but I've been acting really well because I got
1: a lot of people fooled <laughs> <laughs> I used to act when I was drinking remember uh, maintain 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 what well like uh, well this is when i was tripping (laughs) oh god (laughs) to go buy beer in the grocery store you have to act right so we would say before you go in there okay maintain maintain (laughs) (laughs) when i got sober it was like i need to quit acting and and actually be a productive member of society It's kind of funny how it works, though. It
2: just kind of sneaks up on you. You wind up doing it. You end
1: up doing it. (laughs)
2: What's (laughs) happening today, Sam? Well, today we're going to have some fun on the podcast, you know, for once. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a rollicking game of Stump the Thumpers, our big book quiz show. Our brave guest is L.N. Since this is audio, that's E.L. as in Eleanor from Greenville, South Carolina. We'll get to know her a bit and then torture her a bit with Don's sadistic big book questions. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> play our game. Yeah, that's it. Hey, Sam, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> Have you paid attention to what you've done to other guests, Don? We had to get an ethics professor on here against you.
1: <laughs> but first, the news. Beep, 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 beep,
2: beep, beep, beep. The Grapevine is looking for your story submissions for How the Steps
1: Changed My Life. Tell us how the steps have changed your life and enriched your sobriety. Give some examples. What is your favorite step? Which one surprised you most? Stories are due by November 15, 2023. Hey Sam, how can I support the AA Grapevine podcast? Since the Grapevine is self-supporting,
2: we don't sell ad space in our magazines, on our website or even in our podcast. Grapevine doesn't even accept contributions from AA members. What? If you want to support this podcast, visit aagrapevine.org and click on store.
0: I am a sober member of Sufficient Substitute, which is a young people's meeting here in Greenville, and I love them. And my sobriety date is June 24th, 1985, and I want to thank you for the invitation to join you.
2: Elle, thank you so much for joining us, and I I, I am with you on the young people's groups. I like the name of that group, Sufficient Substitute. I think that might have come from the big book, Don. It's one of those
1: big book references?
2: I think that'll probably be in a future Stump the Thumpers. <laughs> That's right. L, what got you to go to Young People's? And how long you been going to Young People's?
0: Oh, my gosh. I guess I've been going about 10 years. I started because they are on fire. They have a passion they are so enthusiastic about life. They're willing to change, undertake challenges, reach out and hug their fellow members without judgment. Plus, in the introduction to my home group's readings, it says, please keep your cursing to a minimum. So there's no judgment there. And I appreciate that openness.
1: Well, Elle, when did you get sober?
0: I got sober on a Monday morning, June 24th, 1985, in Merritt Island, Florida.
2: What was going on? What was going on in your life, in your mind?
0: Um, probably a couple of things. One is I was divorced and my children were living with their dad. And I was a crier when I was a drinker. And my children were with me. And I was boohooing about I didn't know what I was going to be when I grew up. And my son looked at me and said, Mom, you are grown-up. And so he was my last enabler. And that um, really destroyed me because I thought I would not be alone with where I was in my head. And the second thing was we used to have over our copy machine in the office a sign that says, if you get to the end of the rope, tie a knot in it and call this number. I do commercials when I talk. So, this is my commercial for public information, um, for reaching out to the professionals, because the young man who helped me was not one of us, but had learned about AA through our service work.
2: Tie a knot at the end of the rope and call this number. And what was the service that you were calling the number?
0: That was an employee assistance program for mental health.
2: Okay. And they had uh, information about Alcoholics Anonymous. How many kids do you
1: have? I have two children. How old were they at that time?
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say they were in middle school and early high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're drinking, you don't remember. When I'm drinking, I don't remember numbers. So I really can't tell you a whole bunch about what was going on.
2: But at those ages, they, they knew what was going on.
0: Oh, good gosh, yes. And sometimes... Recovery is a very slow thing because this disease runs so deeply in families. Um, it took me over 30 years to rebuild my relationship with my son.
1: Hmm. Did Well, they needed an adult. But, you know, it's it's funny. My wife is not an alcoholic. And when she got pregnant and at one point when he was a baby, but she said that, you know, a mother can't be an alcoholic because there's just too much responsibility. And <laughs> I said, well, that's because you're not an alcoholic. What was your journey with that, with your children and with drinking? And
0: I was in graduate school at Clemson, and they were under my feet. I couldn't party and drink the way I wanted to. So I asked their dad if he would take them. Uh, my attorney told me a cur dog will stay with its pups in the ditch, and I was less than a cur dog for giving away my kids. Mm. But he took them, and so I saw them on occasion. Finally, after I got my degree, I moved around a bit and settled nearby and had a chance to watch them. I could see my daughter going to school, wearing her brother, big brother's old worn out clothes and not knowing whether she had breakfast or not or who her friends were. So I came upon a wreck one day and it was my son in the middle of an intersection. So I had very distant relationship with them through AA and through not only making amends, but trying to be the best person I can be. My life has changed. And I have them both in my life to the utmost fullest possibility. Um, I am now not only a grandmother, I'm a great grandmother. So I feel absolutely blessed.
1: And involved in your children's lives?
0: Yes, yes.
1: That's fantastic. You know, AA
2: doesn't guarantee that relationships will mend, but it happens a
1: lot. I'm really glad that worked out. Yes. How did that work? Describe rebuilding the relationship with your children. So
0: I was at step nine. I was still living in Florida. I, but
1: at step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others.
0: So I wrote them both a letter, and to my son as well as my daughter, I said, "Please let me know if you ever want to talk about this letter, because they were both so broken from my behavior and fearful." My daughter graduated from high school. She contacted me and said, Mom, can I come live with you? Can I get to know you better? And so she reached out at the beginning. Later, I got a phone call from my son, and he said, Mom, I want to come talk to you. And I said, great. So we sat on the porch. And
1: And you're sober how long at this point?
0: Six or seven years. Mm -hmm. we sat on the, in the rocking chairs on the front porch up in Mountain Rest, South Carolina. And he cussed me. He fussed at me. He told me everything I had done to break him and make his life miserable. He told me things about me that were shameful. And all I could say was, son, you deserved a better mother. What can I do today to make amends for that? That's all I could say. Because I couldn't undo the past. I couldn't make promises about where I'd be in the future. But if he had something I could do today, I was more than willing to do it. And then after he had that process, it was probably about five or six more years before he was willing to let me in. So it takes a long time. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen.
2: It's true. There had to be some fear prior to these interactions. What did you do?
0: Okay, So get out your step list here. The seventh step prayer saved me because it says I am giving to my higher power, the good and the bad. And that means my dreams, my hopes, my futures, my kids, my grand, whatever. That is God's business. And he's in charge. And so I had levels of anxiety that would come through fear. But remembering that there is a power greater than myself that is in charge of both of these young people made it doable. So by the good and the bad, it's not about just my good and bad. It's the good and bad of everything.
1: That's total surrender.
0: You you start somewhere and then mm-hmm. you uncover something else that needs to be turned over. But the big deal was I wasn't turning it over. I was turning me over. I was turning all of me over. Mm-hmm. I had it. What I needed to do was surrender me.
1: It seems so counterintuitive, doesn't it, that to quit pushing will make the world open up more to me and make it more available to me.
0: It allows me to open my eyes and and truly see what's going on, to be able to ask questions without fear, um, to be able to take risks, try something new and be okay at failing. That doesn't mean I don't have emotions about failing or success, but that I have been given such a gift of freedom by realizing how powerless I am. Mm.
1: Ellie, you've been sober a long time. Do you still go to those AA meetings?
0: I do. I do, I do. Um, I also participate in a... Uh, a couple of other 12-step groups because AA is wonderful for recovering from alcoholism. But the effects of alcoholism, you know, come into my life. So I go to a sister 12-step program that helps me deal with the alcoholism in other people. Mm -hmm. So I have found that AA has opened the doors to recovery. I can now examine myself and see where other flaws need to be examined and be healed and action that is possible for that. So I go and I love them.
2: I'm curious to hear about your experience in this home group of yours. So you started going to this home group about 10 years ago. What prompted you to go?
0: I had moved from a very small town in the upstate where there was me and there were four men, four cranky old men. And... I needed more women in my life in sobriety. And so when I moved here to Greenville, one of my sponsees invited me to go with her to this meeting because she's significantly younger than I am. And I went and fell in love with it. So it's their passion and love that keeps my heart happy.
2: It's really attractive, isn't it? Young People in Greensboro, North Carolina was my home group while I was there. And I went because it was my sponsor's home group. I remember telling them, you scare me, but I want to learn from you. (laughs) And I learned so much. And it's also cool getting to be an older alcoholic surrounded by these young people. I've got some life experience that they don't have yet. And they certainly have experiences that I don't have. It's just a wonderful way of learning and helping.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: What is the format of the group?
0: We have a study meeting on Saturday night. Right now, we're in the 12 and 12 in the traditions. We have a discussion meeting on Friday evening. The group is very tolerant if people introduce themselves other than being an alcoholic. I see because we invite all to come in and be a part of our journey, those who don't really want to be there Because of other addictions, they usually leave. But the ones who stay are the ones who want to be there. And that's the attraction.
2: What's the conversation? What's the study like in this meeting talking about traditions?
0: Well, first, I'm not only a big book thumper, I'm a twelve and 12th thumper, if there's such a thing. <laughs> so- we found the
1: right person for Stump the Thumpers, Sam. Yay! My experience,
0: I understand the traditions from a very different perspective, because I've had the opportunity to serve as the delegate for Area 62 South Carolina. And I also am a past regional trustee. Ah. Serving on the General Service Board and being a part of the Southeast region, I have been able to study the traditions and apply them in ways that are beyond the home group. And therefore, I have examples I can share and questions I can ask and be a part of this, whereas some of the people who are just coming in to the program, really don't understand the implications, say, of the Seventh Tradition about the money mm-hmm. and um, why we do it and why we don't take outside money. And so we we can have basic conversations. And that allows me to feel as if I'm giving back. I love that. I don't think I'm the do-all and end-all, but I do love going to this meeting because they are just enthusiastic. And the ones who don't get what's really going on in the discussion can talk about something around it. You know, I don't know what singleness of purpose means, but I know that I need to be here.
1: For somebody new, we're this home group. What, why participate in a group that has a home group?
0: Well, this group of people surround the newcomers, and invite them in. And, and they do activities, they go hiking, they do, uh, you know, outside things as sober people, they bring them in. So it's not just about a home group, but they see the fellowship. And that's why it's sufficient substitute. It's a fellowship that we offer them. <sighs>
1: It's being a part of. I want to go to your group. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Elle. That's a a beautiful description of how AA works really to surround and gather people in and said, this is another way to live. It's true. I want to come to your group too, but Don can
2: get there a lot easier than I can. (laughs) That's true. Elle, stick around. Hey, Don, what are you playing with on your phone? We're supposed to be recording a podcast here. Oh, sorry, Sam. Look, I was just checking my spiritual fitness in the new Grapevine app. Oh, the daily spiritual maintenance checklist? Well, are you fit?
1: Yep, says so here. And look, There's a daily quote
2: and a sobriety calculator. And you can read the latest issue and all of the past issues all
1: the way back to 1944. And you can have the app read the magazine to you out loud as a playlist. It's the monthly magazine in print and audio. Right in your pocket.
2: The Grapevine and Lavinia apps are now available for both iOS and Android phones. To get yours, go to the App Store on your phone. It's time to play Stump the Thumpers. That's a
1: big book.
2: Our big book quiz show. And Elva's pointing to her big book. She thinks this is an open book quiz. <laughs> and here's our quiz master,
1: donny Wanny ding dong <laughs> Thanks, spammy-whammy-bow-bammy. <laughs> I've researched the first 164 pages of the big book and found a few easy multiple-choice questions for our contestant.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Very easy, if you know the answer. If they know the answer, what do they win, Sam? The warm glow of accomplishment. That's nice, but is that all? Oh, no, 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 no. They also get a fake applause sound effect. Hit it!
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Please sit down. <laughs> okay, I've got three questions today. Guess right and gain 2,000 points. That's a lot of points. But hell is an alcoholic. Our dopamine receptors are exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> we-, <laughs> we need a lot of encouragement. And there are never enough points l are you ready
0: yes sir bring it on Uh,
1: okay we're gonna start in two wives everyone's favorite chapter starting from a speck on the domestic horizon what may gather it's multiple choice (laughs) l is holding a card with a question mark on her forehead (laughs) okay Write, write the answer down on that card, and you can show it to us. So I'm going to give you four choices. So, starting from a speck on the domestic horizon, what may gather? One, great thunderclouds of dispute. Two, the freight train of anger. Three, a cyclone of destruction. Four, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Great (laughs)
0: thunderclouds. Great
1: thunderclouds of dispute. Ding, ding, ding,
2: ding. We have a winner.
1: The answer is page 117.
2: Starting from a speck on the domestic horizon. Great thunderclouds of dispute may gather. The answer is number one. Great thunderclouds of dispute. You now have 2,000 points. (laughs) (laughs) Learning
1: how to be in a relationship sober is a journey in itself. Yeah, you know, I like that line in the big book in Two Wives where it says, next time you and he have a heated discussion, no matter what the subject, it should be the privilege of either to smile and say, this is getting serious. I'm sorry I got disturbed. Let's talk about it later. Don, you and I have to do that frequently. (laughs) We do this like, "Mm, this is getting heated. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's what I've said. This is getting heated. Uh, and yeah, I've done that with my wife. Continuing to engage in when you start to get angry, it's not going to be effective. L, do you use that in your life?
0: I certainly do. I have found very practical expressions in the big book, especially in the chapter to wives that are help in relationships because I did not know how to have a healthy relationship or even how to communicate, so
2: yes.
1: The big book's instructions. It's a design for living that works yeah, you in go. tough going. <laughs> Let's continue with another question about sober relationships. What attitude does the big book say the family will expect the newly sober father to show? One, contrition. Two, resilience three silent contempt four schadenfreude (laughs) what is schadenfreude
0: i'll have to google that
2: oh schadenfreude is enjoying
1: someone else's misfortune misfortune yeah, i love that word so which do you think l do you want to hear him again Yes, please. What attitude does the Big Book say the family will expect the newly sober father to show? Contrition, Resilience, Silent Contempt, Schadenfreude.
0: Number one, contrition.
2: Ding, 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 ding. ding. The answer is page 126 in the family afterward. They expect him to give them the nice times they used to have before he drank so much and to show his contrition for what they suffered. Number one, contrition. You now have 4,000 points.
1: You know, they may want contrition, but what I wanted when I got sober was gratitude. (laughs) I mean, give me a medal. Give me 2,000 points. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need a reward for doing what I should have been doing all along. (laughs) <laughs> what about you, Ellen? Did you have any experience with wanting a reward?
0: I think I wanted people to understand. I wanted them to understand I wanted to be different. I had that desire for something.
1: Yeah. Okay. One more question. This one's really hard. What type of fever ran high in the New England town Bill describes to open his story on page one? one? hay fever, two, white lion fever, three, war fever, four, Rocky Mountain spotted fever.
0: Oh, and you could add number five for COVID fever.
1: (laughs) That's another type of fever. I, I don't think they had a COVID fever back in uh, New England in the time of World War One. I. I guess that's the 30s. When was, I don't know when World War One was.
2: Yeah, we'll cut all that out that you don't Good.
1: know. Good.
0: All that sh- bleepity bleep. But you don't know, we'll right <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Now we're, yeah, now we're not cutting it out.
1: <laughs> okay, Miss Smarty Pants. <laughs> What's the answer?
0: War fever number three.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! The answer on page one of Bill's story, war fever ran high in the New England town to which we knew young officers from Plattsburgh were assigned. Number three, war fever, you now have I mean it's it is six thousand points, but I'm feeling generous. I'm gonna say seven thousand.
1: Seven thousand points, we (laughs) have a winner! swept the board, Elle.
0: Thanks. I have enjoyed that. And for once, I didn't embarrass myself thinking I knew something I didn't know anything about.
2: (laughs) And that warm glow of accomplishment looks great on you, Elle. Well, thanks so much for playing
1: the game, Elle. Thank you.
0: Thanks for inviting me to come along with you guys. This has been great fun. And I'll change my name if you want to do it another time. I'll come in as Cupcake, and then we can do a different interview.
2: <laughs> woo That sounds great. And then we can do Stump the Thumpers, the 12 and 12
1: edition. <laughs> yeah, we could do a 12 and 12
2: <laughs> edition.
1: Between the game and your story, this has really been a pleasure. It has. Thank you so much, I'm- Elle.
0: I want to thank both of you. And the grapevine for making this possible. This has been fun to get to know both of you, but also to believe that perhaps there's one person, one person listening to the podcast that has a different experience, a different hope, a different desire, just because we've laughed and shared and even said a couple of sad things, that they're not alone. So thank you so much.
2: What are the Grapevine's most popular books? Emotional Sobriety 1 and 2. Both are filled with experiences by sober AA members, many with long-term sobriety, about the positive transformations we can achieve by practicing the principles of the program in all aspects of our lives. The stories show how the rewards are serenity, emotional balance, and an increased joy for living. Visit aagrapevine.org books.
1: wits in submitted by jack a why is it that alkies never come back as ghosts because they can't handle their booze Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's really not that funny Thanks for joining us. The AA Grapevine Half Hour Variety Hour is posted every Monday and is produced by AA Grapevine, Inc. We don't speak for AA as a whole. We share the experience, strength, and hope of members to help others recover from alcoholism. Podcast info, including how to call in, is at aagrapevine.org podcast. Find AA Grapevine on Instagram and the AA Grapevine channel on YouTube. All things Grapevine are available at aagrapevine.org. If you want to know more about AA, Google Alcoholics Anonymous and your city or visit aa.org.